Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Happy New Year, Edwin. Happy New Year, Andrew. And happy New Year to all the Text Talkers. We're so yes. glad you joined us today. Yes. I bet we've got a lot of new text talkers today. I hope that we do. That would be fantastic. The beautiful thing about text talk is you don't have to start at episode one and know you do what's not. going on. Just drop in today, start today. Yes, yes, yes. Get and, your Bible uh, reading habit going. What we exactly do right. here is read one chapter a week, yes. but we read it every day mm-hmm. of the week. We call it our intensive Bible reading plan. This is with the Livingston Avenue Church. You can go to our show notes and find the written devotional that goes along with this, which will take you to a website. You can actually download the Bible reading plan right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we're in John 17 this week. We're going through the writings of John right now. So it's going to be a good year. We read it. We read a little bit of it every day. We have a little devotional thought, talk, some good conversation. We have prayer. It is a great way to kick off the day. And since we're just right at the beginning of the year, and we probably do have a lot of first-time listeners as they're renewing their Bible reading Mm -hmm. habits, one Mm -hmm. of the things that we do at the Livingston Church is we we try to have our paths of righteousness. We haven't Mm -hmm. talked about it a lot no, in we this season, not. but that on Monday through Friday, we have some different uh, meditation sure, prompts sure. for the readings. So Monday is praise, praise. Pain, admonition on Tuesday, trust on Wednesday, hope on Thursday. What do you want to share mm-hmm. on Friday? Yeah. These are just things we encourage you to think about as you intensely read the chapter all week long. So let's read. Yeah, I was going to say, and so today our chapter for the week, we're actually looking at John 17, which is a prayer of Jesus. I'm going to read the whole thing from the English Standard Version, John 17. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you, for I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them, and I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. 
I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Amen. This has often gotten a title in Bibles as uh, the high priestly prayer yes. or Jesus intercessory prayer. It's not the prayer in the garden. No. But it is that same night. Yeah, that's right. They had not gone to the garden yet for his betrayal. In fact, uh, you know, some of this teaching, it seems like most of it is happening in the upper room. Yes. John is giving us a lot more information. Oh, yeah. Uh, there is, uh, is it at the end of 15 or end of 16, he makes a statement, let us go from here. And then you sort of begin to wonder, well, maybe he was sharing some of this on the, in route. Perhaps. The I know in chapter 18, verse 1, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook Kidron, mm-hmm. where there mm-hmm. was a garden which he and his disciples entered. So this is not, it's not in the garden. Maybe they're already on their way, but I, I think he's saying, let us go. But then there's more conversation and they have the prayer. Prayer. Yeah. yeah. As they're making their way. It's kind of like when, you know, you're at someone's house and you say, all right, time for me to leave. And it still takes 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sometimes you have to announce that you're leaving just so people can kind of get get their act together. Well, um, I mean, I'm just I'm solidly from the south. Uh-huh. The, the first announcement that it's time to go, it's never time to go. We're, we're going to still talk Start for another. Start about it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, we're still going to talk for 30 minutes or so. And, <laughs> you know, we're going to say goodbye in the living room, and then we'll say goodbye at the door mm-hmm. and goodbye on the porch and mm-hmm. goodbye near the car. And then we'll finally all get in the car and leave. Yeah, yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> that's, well, and it is that kind of farewell dynamic uh, for the Lord. He knows what's coming next, even if the disciples don't. They're, they're confused. Now, this is a time when he has been spending with, at first it was the 12, but then Judas left, and now it's the 11. So much teaching for them to train them up. You know, he wants them to to be like him and that they should be united. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it leads me to think a little bit about, well, really about discipleship. Yes. What do we learn about being like Jesus yeah. and following Jesus, even as we turn to this prayer? Oh, you know, it's a big thing for us in our congregation to think about being a disciple and what does it look like if you become a disciple? And we've we tried to map it out, even give ourselves a little yes. mnemonic, a visual mnemonic to help us understand that when I am becoming a disciple, I am someone who honors God, mm-hmm. who learns from God, who loves like God, who leads others to God, all while abiding in God's Word. Mm -hmm. As I consider that picture of discipleship, one of my favorite places to go to consider what it means to honor God as Jesus does is right here in John 17 in this prayer. Mm -hmm. And one of the big reasons I like to do that is because I, I take a look at the beginning of his prayer, Father, the hour has come, glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. Here's Jesus glorifying God or honoring God. I imagine some translations even say honor God there. We've we've chosen the word honor instead of glorify because we just, well, other than in church and in the Bible, we don't use the word glorify in our common parlance very much. But honor is that same idea. So here's Jesus being honored and honoring God. And we have this incredible prayer. 
the first thing, and so there's, there's a lot of things in John 17 we could talk about, but I hope over this week we'll have yeah. five conversations about what it looks like to honor God like Jesus does. Here's the first thing that I want to bring up to you, and that is before we take a look at the very specific things that he did pray, I think we should notice that he prayed. Ah, he okay. worshiped. All right. Here, here is worship. Here mm-hmm. is here is lifting up his eyes to heaven. It says when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come to glorify your son, that the son may glorify you. This is this is about him bringing honor and glory to God, magnifying him, praising him, lifting him up. And he prays. He worships. It's a beautiful prayer because he's sharing uh, what's going on in his heart and certainly what speaks to the moment. Um, Maybe sometimes we have an idea that the only prayer Jesus ever prayed was what we call the Lord's Prayer, the model prayer. You know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm. But here is a completely different prayer. He lifts up his eyes and he addressed to God. He still does call him the Father, though, and his prayer is about glorifying Mm. Doesn't that mean upholding, lifting up? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe hallowing. Hallowing. Okay. So so maybe it's not significant, as significantly different from that model prayer as we think. Here's, well, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, but but here's this thing. It's, yeah. it's almost an expansion on that first statement. I want to hallow your name. I want to glorify mm-hmm. your name. And now mm-hmm. he prays this prayer. That's right. Glorify and... Uh, excuse me, the hour has come, glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. And so he is seeking the Lord to lift him up as well. It was a time for him to be lifted up, uh, quite literally. Yeah. We've got the, we're in the shadow of the cross now yeah. in these hours. Yeah. And that would be the ultimate sacrifice and worship to God. When we consider the notion that a disciple is someone who honors God, at the very heart of it, I know we're going to have some more conversations throughout the week that are that are honoring God throughout our lives, throughout our days. But at the very heart of a disciple being someone who honors God it, at the very heart of it is worship, is the, yeah. is the declaration of God's worth, of God's worthiness, mm-hmm. of God's worthwhileness, and our own humbling, our own even humiliation, being, you know, humiliating ourselves and humbling ourselves before God. And I use both of those terms with their different nuanced connotations because I think they both actually apply. Uh, humble, yeah. I mean, sometimes I am humiliated because of my own sin and because of my foolishness and foolishness. And I need to be not just humbled, but humiliated. Mm -hmm. And and that's what leads me to God to realize I need him for the honor Mm -hmm. that he bestows. Right. Because by myself, I am full of shame and guilt and it's going to take God to cleanse that. So why would I do anything other than come to him and declare his worth? At the same time, I'm glad that we are starting here this year because I think it is so important for Christians to Look at their prayer. Yeah. And to make it a priority. Yes. And you know, here it is the first day of the year and people are probably thinking about resolutions and goals and, you know, what's something I could do better for the Lord this year, do better in my discipleship. I mean, isn't prayer just naturally on that list? Well, I'm going to step out a little bit in faith because we're recording this several weeks in advance. But if all goes to plan yesterday, my brothers and sisters at the Livingston Avenue congregation got to hear what I viewed as our kickoff lesson for the year uh-huh. from First Timothy. Okay. And and here's the thing I notice in First Timothy chapter one. In First Timothy chapter one, Paul says, Look, I'm leaving you behind in Ephesus, Timothy, because there's some really messed up stuff. There's some false teachers, there's some people that they're they're teaching, but they don't actually care about teaching. They just want accolades. 
accolades and honor. They don't mm-hmm. know how to use mm-hmm. the law. Uh, there are some people that I've had to hand over to Satan because they are just going in the wrong way. And then in First Timothy chapter 2, he starts to give instruction, and he says, first of all, then. So knowing, <laughs> knowing what he set up about these false teachers and people not knowing how to use the law, when he says, first of all, then I expect him to say things about, well, you got to teach the truth about uh-huh. the law. You got to teach the truth yeah. about, hey, go rebuke this error. <laughs> go, go do all. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all people. First mm-hmm. of all, then Timothy, pray. Mm-hmm. Not only you pray, but get your brothers and sisters in the congregation to pray. And it's it's almost like the way he says it is, look, Timothy, first of all, pray and and then pray and then and then pray and then pray some more. I mean, he's got these four words that are all prayer words. I want I want mm-hmm. prayer, prayer, prayer and more prayer, Timothy. Yeah. First of all, that's what matters. So so you're saying prayer is kind of a big deal. Prayer is kind of a big <laughs> deal. It's it's uh, you know what? Prayer is a bigger deal than even those who make a big deal out of prayer make out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. it is because it's because it's recognizing that God is the one that's going to make this work. God yeah. is the one that's going to give me strength. God's the one that's going to lead us and guide us. God's the one that's going to empower us. It, it, it's going to be God yeah. that, that gets us there. We've got to be hanging on to him. And that's what makes prayer a big deal. And God must be glorified. Yes. And that's where we're starting this week in Text Talk. We're encouraged to pray and encouraged by reading the Lord's Prayer in John 17. Uh, Why don't we close out this time with a word of prayer ourselves. Our great God and Father, we thank you that in your grace and in your kindness, you've given us this new day and the beginning of a new year. Father, our hearts are full of wonder at the opportunity a new year presents, and we want to make the most of the time and redeem it and do good things with it. It's a time for introspection for many of us as we reflect upon our own discipleship and relationship with you. And we just thank you, Father, that we have this example of Jesus to follow, the love and the strength that he provides in the gospel, your listening ear in this avenue of prayer. And Father, we pray that you would be glorified. And may we glorify you this day and this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.